Well, as we continue um, in a time of giving, if you would grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 29. If you don't have a Bible or own a Bible, there is a paperback Bible in front of you. We would love to give you that as our gift today. Uh, We would just love for you to love God's word. So if you don't own a Bible, you can take that Bible that's there in the pew with you today. Um, I am very excited um, about today and about for you to hear um, from another voice outside of the West Side family. And um, Mr. Will Turner is, uh, him and his precious wife Kayla are here today. Um, I was on staff with uh, Will for a number of years, and I got to uh, know him. And I think that's probably the greatest privilege today is that um, who you're going to hear from today, I know as a man, and I know as uh, a husband and as a father. And him and his wife, uh, Will, is the director of gospel communities at the Avenue Church there in Kansas City. And him and his wife are going to be planting a church in uh, Blue Springs out of the avenue. And so we, uh, as a part of Westside, we're going to be supporting them not only financially but prayerfully. And Will uh, is going to be bringing a message today about what God's plan is, uh, not only in Blue Springs, but also um, God's entire plan for the local church. So I'm incredibly excited about that. But today, let us hear God's word. Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning in verse 4. At the concluding, I will say, this is the word of the Lord, and you will respond, thanks be to God. Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning in verse 4. These are the words of God. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. This is the word of the Lord. In the book of Matthew, chapter 28, Jesus ushers a command known as the Great Commission to his followers to go and make disciples of all the nations. These men and women, empowered by the Holy Spirit, then begin sharing the good news of Jesus all over the known world. Today, we are still experiencing this powerful movement of the gospel and believe the method the Bible has prescribed for us to fulfill this mission of Christ is through the planting of churches. In 2014, the Lord called me to plant churches for him. So as one of the pastors of the avenue, it's in our base DNA um, to be a church planting church with disciples that make disciples. And so we've been really blessed to be a part of church planting worldwide, whether it be here in Kansas City or even as far as West Africa. And so as very early on in our conversations about where to plant a church or as we were praying and strategizing through all that, Blue Springs quickly arose to our hearts and our minds. Blue Springs is located about 12 miles east of downtown Kansas City. It is a vibrant place full of growing families, excellent schools, a booming economy, and gives you a warm hometown feel. On the surface, it seems to be a city without want, but underneath, in the heart of Blue Springs, is a desperate need for the gospel of Jesus. Next year, in the fall of 2017, we will be planting the Avenue Church 
Blue Springs. And the Lord has just been so gracious to us as we've done our fundraising and just planning behind everything. And currently, we're projected to raise $100,000 for the first two years of planting. We believe that with your help, we can increase that number and maybe even double it. We believe in a movement of people that worships together, joins in community together, and goes on mission together. And through that, we believe that God can physically and spiritually transform the look of our cities. We're inviting you to go on mission with us. We believe that with your help and support of giving and prayer, that we can ultimately see Jesus glorified in the gospel advance in the city of Blue Springs. Well, good morning. It's good um, to be here. I'm so thankful to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, welcoming uh, my, my wife and I to be a part of this. And I, like Jason said, I'm Bill Turner. I grew up in this city. I've lived here for the first 18 years of my life, went off to college and then came back for a, a season where I served with Jason in ministry. And, uh, and about three years ago, Kayla and I felt the Lord calling us to go to Kansas City and be a part of, of a church there. It's a, it's a really kind of hilarious story. We were seeking a place to do ministry, and I always tell people the Lord um, led us to the Avenue Church via Craigslist. Uh, it was it was it was quite bizarre, um, but I knew you know that the the website didn't even have the church's name or information or anything. But I gave the I gave it a call and uh, I met with Pastor Orion who was there and and we immediately um, bonded and and since then like the Lord has just shaken our world um, from the inside out. And about a year and a half ago, God called Kayla and I to be um, church planters and to go and and to see the gospel planted over and over again and. Uh, just through like the video said, like prayer and things, we worked through some strategy and, and Blue Springs quickly, like it came to our minds and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a place where we, where, where the gospel needs to be planted. And so we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, I want to spend some time first kind of getting into the word and working through Jeremiah because what Jeremiah has for us is going to influence the reason why Blue Springs is happening and the reason Westside exists today. The reason really um, the gospel is moving is, is because of what God has done and, and this story that he's telling and, and what Jeremiah is specifically writing to the people. Before we read it, though, I want to give some context to what's happening. Um, he's writing this letter to the church, uh, to, to specifically the Israelites who are in captivity in Babylon. They've been, they've been trapped in Babylon. They're not very happy to be there, as anyone in captivity would feel. Um, and and just a, there's just a level of, like, they don't want to invest where they're at. Maybe, maybe we've all been in a scenario where we've lived somewhere where we're not excited about, where we feel like we're forced to be there, whatever that scenario is. And, and in those moments, we, we don't want to invest in the community that we're in. We don't want to uh, live, buy a house that we're like, we're going to rent, we're going to be temporary, whatever, let's, let's get in and just get out as fast as we can. And so what Jeremiah says to the people is, is the opposite of how they feel about being captive in Babylon. So with that in mind, let's go to the text. Jeremiah 29 Um, 4 through 7. Read it with me. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare 
you find your welfare. There's a couple phrases in that that, it, that are extremely important, and I want to point them out. Listen to what God says. He says, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile. And then again in verse 7, but seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile. Today, as we like get into this text, I want us to set up what's called a, a theology of place. And that's just fancy words for saying that God really cares about where you live. He cares about where you live. Whether you want to be there or not, God cares about where you live. And not only does he care, but he has sovereignly placed you in the neighborhoods and the cities where you live. It's there, you're there for a purpose. There's no meaningless things that God does. And so he has placed you in the city, on the block, in the neighborhood, with the neighbors, whether you like them or not, where you live. It's, it's for a purpose. Again, if you, if you look in Acts, this is just more setting up this idea that, that God has sovereignly placed us where we dwell. If you look in Acts 17, uh, and, and, and starting in verse 24, he says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though it is needed by anything, since he himself gives, all, gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And listen, here it is, verse 26. And he made man from one man, every nation of mankind, and here's the, here's the key, to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling space. He creates and shapes where we live, and it is for his will and for his purposes. And so today as we talk about um, the cities where we live, whether it be Blue Springs, Kansas City, or here, Popper Bluff, Brosley, Donovan, wherever you, you, you come from, know that you are there for a purpose, sovereignly placed there by God. The God of the universe who made everything placed you in this city for a reason. For a reason. All of this matters for us today because if you don't understand that purpose, if you don't see God's hand in, in why you're, where you're at, then you're going to miss the mission that he has for you where you're at. You're going to miss it. If you don't see God's sovereignty saying like, hey, Joe, I put you on this street so that you could serve this street and worship this community and go on mission in this neighborhood, if you don't see that and see how God has sovereignly placed you there, you're going to totally miss it and just live in a life of selfishness, ignoring what God has for you in that place. It's blessing and his glory is what you'll find. But don't miss it. Understand that you've been sovereignly placed in the cities and where you're at for a reason. And I just feel like maybe for you today, like, maybe for you today somewhere, like, I've been there, I've I've been there. We, Kayla and I lived um, in a situation where we didn't end up loving where we were at, and it was a struggle for us. Like, the work side of things was really hard. Um, she was struggling, stressful. Like, it was very hard for us to enjoy or even plug into the community that we were in. Um, but we just felt an overwhelming sense from the Lord saying, hey, I know you're not happy here, but invest and plug in, make disciples right where you're at, because I have you there for a purpose. And so even though we didn't feel like it, it was, it was very hard. We trusted the Lord and we, and we built some relationships. And now we've seen people come to Christ, following him daily, and even entering into realms of ministry because of God's faithfulness to us in those places that we did not want to be. 
And so I'm just challenging you today as we think about this idea that God has sovereignly placed us to have your, make sure your heart is very open to that because he is going to do an incredible work in your, in your neighborhood if you're open to that, if your heart is open. He has a mission for us, but what is that mission that God has for us in our places? What is the distinct mission that he has for you on your street? If you look in Jeremiah, he talks about it. He talks about uh, planting gardens and, and marrying and giving in marriage. But ultimately, what we find, the, the golden nugget of what Jeremiah has for the people in captivity, he says, seek the city's welfare, and it will be your welfare. Seek the city's welfare, and it will be your welfare. Seek the city's good, and it will be your good. Work for the benefit of the city, and it will be your benefit. The city's welfare is what God is after, which is the, is begs the question, well, okay, great, but what is the city's welfare? Now, now we know um, what our mission is to seek the city's welfare, but what is that? Is that economic growth? Is that awesome health care? Is that good food? Uh, is that art? Is that culture? Is that you know, thriving? Whatever, like, what is the city's welfare? Are those things that, and I would, I would say to you, yes, those are things that we should be seeking for the good of our city. But the answer doesn't lie um, in those specific things. It lies in the why of those things. Why do we do that? Why do we want good health care? Why do we want economic growth? Why do we want art? Why do we want good food? Because, listen, I love good food. And it causes me to worship. <laughs> but there's a reason that we do that. And Jeremiah understood that reason when he was writing this letter. Because, in reality, the world is trying to answer the same questions we are in regards to making cities better, to making Poplar Bluff better. There's people out there planning every day to make this a better city, to make the surrounding communities thrive and grow. But what is distinct about what the believer has is we have a different lens that we view all of this through. We don't do this just to do it. We do it because the gospel has changed who we are and how we view our city. It's not just a random place. It's a place that God has sovereignly placed, transforming our hearts to change the city. Because at the end, God's heart for this city is the heart of the city's people. That's what he's after. That's the lens. It's not about the buildings or about the stuff. It's about you. It's about the hearts in the community. You guys are the image bearers of God. And so you mean something. You matter. You're important. And you have a role to play with gifts that the Lord has given you. God is after the, the heart of the city. And that is the people's heart. If God has your heart and has transformed it by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can now see the gospel purpose in the cities in which we live. Because when the gospel transforms the heart of the people in the city, then economic growth grows because we're worshiping God. The, the food is going to get better in your city because we're not just cooking food to have fun. We're cooking food because it lets us worship God because barbecue and steak is delicious and it causes me to see God's glory. Right? Yes, we, we create good art and architecture and we work hard every day, not just to do it, just to go through the motions, but we work hard in our jobs because it's worship to God, giving him glory in everything we do. This is the lens that Jeremiah is asking them to do. He's saying, plant gardens, seek the welfare of the city through the lens of the gospel. Through the lens of the gospel. 
This is a church. This is the, this is the biblical church. This is the, the purpose of the Great Commission. Because when we seek the welfare of the city, you're going to find its welfare in the same way that you found your welfare if you know Jesus Christ today. And that's when he saw a broken, busted up person and he sought you out, pursued you, loved you, and redeemed and saved you forever. And that's the answer for our cities. That's the answer for Popper Bluff, Brosley, Donovan, Dexter. Like that's the, that is the answer for this area. It's not, it's not more money, more healthcare, whatever. Like those things will come if we're worshiping God to the best of our abilities. But it's the gospel You want to seek the welfare of a city, you plant the gospel in that city, wherever you go. And so maybe you're today, you're like, what does that look like? How does that function? It functions by fulfilling the Great Commission. This is what the Great Commission is, making disciples. If you want to fulfill the Great Commission and seek the welfare of the city, then plant the gospel everywhere you go. The biblical church worships together, right? Like we are this morning, but worshiping in our jobs as well. The biblical church is, is a community of faith where like, we don't put up our, our 12-foot privacy fences and just peace out on our neighbors. God has called us to go into our community and love our neighbors. And he calls us to a mission of planting the churches and redeeming the dark places in our city. Whether you're in Kansas City or Popper Bluff, there are dark places in these cities. And God calls us to redeem them. I was talking to someone outside in between, and I was just as... As I was thinking through like the history of the Avenue Church, where we come from, I'm just so blessed and a reminder of this. Like, the building that we're in right now is an old like pool hall that we've renovated, and um, I can tell you that when we first walked into that joint, like it was there was some dark stuff that had happened there, wall to wall, just decorations, like things like that. You know, like this was a place of darkness in this city, but God will redeem it. And now the gospel is preached in that space every week. People are meeting there. Bible studies are meeting there. People are coming to know Jesus. He is seeking them out and saving them in that space that was once used for darkness is now used for light. There are places all over these cities that are ready to be redeemed, ready to see the light of Jesus. It's here and it's ready. The ground is is ready. It just needs workers. It just needs workers. We're to plant the gospel wherever we go. What does this look like in community? Um, my buddy Orion, the other pastor um, with me, he started to change the culture of his neighborhood. And it wasn't like some like crazy thing that he did. It was simply moving from a back porch culture. And they poured a goofy patio in the front of their front yard, threw a fire pit in it. And anytime they're out there, they're like, hey, neighbors, come on over. Just, just hang out with us. Come hang out with us. Because because the thing about Orion, I love this dude, is he doesn't see just Sunday morning and Wednesday night, and he doesn't see like those moments of worship and community and mission and gospel transformation. He doesn't see those moments as just instances of time. He sees it his life. His life was transformed by the gospel, and so in his life, people are going to encounter the gospel, and and they're going to get the seeds of the gospel. Sitting around the fire talking about loving our cities well, they're going to experience the love of Jesus and his family, how he's raised his kids, how he treats his wife. Those are things people see in us when we're pursuing the gospel seeds. And so maybe today you're like, gosh, this is overwhelming. I don't even know where to start. Let's start with our circles of influence. We don't have to go 
just all over the city, door to door. You can totally do that, and you totally should do that. But let's start where we work. Let's start where we play. Let's start at home with our kids, our first disciples, right? Our wives and our husbands, like these people that we should be loving and pouring into and caring about. This is our first missionary beginning. And then we branch out into our circles of influence in our work. Whether you're a doctor, lawyer, factory worker, whatever, wherever you are in this city, like you have a circle of influence. You have people surrounding you that, that see you and they see that Jesus has changed your life and use that for the sake of the gospel. Pour gospel seeds into those people. Tell them why you have this crazy joy and you're smiling all the time. Tell them why when bad stuff happens, you don't fall apart. That you have been placed here for a purpose. That God has sovereignly placed you in my life. This is what you can say to people. God has placed you in my life and I just want to love you and show you the love that I have experienced. Just come see it. See the power of the God that changed my heart. That's my dad's story. If you know my dad, he's, you know, he lives here. He's wild Bill. Like, he's like, just come look at me. I'm a Christian. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, isn't that nuts? Come see the God that has transformed my life. It's the most beautiful thing about Christianity that a friend of mine, I, he quoted, and I just, I, it's been eating me up. He said, Christianity is beautiful because it's a bunch of people in the same room that should never be in the same room. We should never be friends, but the gospel has broken down the walls of hostility between us, and now we're family. We're family down here, and we're family six hours away in Kansas City. It is these conversations, and it is, and it is these gospel seeds that have led my wife and I, um, really transformed our hearts to, to being like, hey, we don't really see ourselves as church planners, didn't even see myself as a pastor at, at all, um, and was like, you know, maybe we'll just go plug in at a church and do our thing, and God was like, nope, it's not time to do that, it's time to go to work. It's time to go to work, and so these conversations of gospel transformation in our cities is what has um, called Kayla and I into the ministry to be church planners. But that's not just distinct for us. I want to challenge you today as you live here um, in this neighborhood that, that church planning doesn't have to be a, for off, a far off concept. It needs to be happening in our back doors. If we want to see the Great Commission fulfilled and disciples being made everywhere and people raised up in Christ using the gifts that God has given them well, then we need to be making disciples stat right now. Right now. And church planning is one of the most powerful venues to do that. We saw Paul just wrecking the Eastern world and the New Testament planting churches here, here, here. And, to, and it's because of that today Westside exists. It's because of that today the avenue in, 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 in Kansas City exists. Like it's the work that happened thousands of years ago that they were like, you know what, we need to plant churches and make disciples. And it changed the world forever. The Holy Spirit used that. The stage is set for revival here too, friends. It is set for revival and I know your pastors, and I know their care for you, and I know their care for this city, and they want to seek it too. But it takes not just them preaching and leading worship and doing ministry work. It takes the work in the offices. It takes the gospel work in your schools and in your homes to make those things happen. You are all ministers of the gospel. You are all planters of the gospel. That doesn't mean you're going to be church planters necessarily. You might be. That doesn't mean that you're going to be on staff somewhere at a church. It might be. It, but what it means is that you need to be seeking where God has for you, where God has called you to be, and you need to be pursuing that with all of your heart. Worshiping him the whole time, whatever you're doing. If you're landscaping, like landscape to God's almighty like, authority. Like do it for his glory. 
Whatever it is, do it for him. Live in community with your brothers and sisters and go on mission for your cities. And you'll see the seeds of the gospel planted. If you're a believer in this room today, my challenge for you is this, is to do that very thing, is to seek God's mission for you. Just work through where you're at. Like, are you just going through the motions? Are you just living um, this life in a such a way where uh, you're just going to church on Sunday, doing, the, doing what you're supposed to, wearing the good Christian mask? And as a side note, let me say, like, that can be very exhausting. It's exhausting to wear a Christian mask. But the gospel is so beautiful. It causes us just to strip that thing away. You don't need it anymore. He says, take, Jesus says, take off your mask and put on my robe. It's my robe of righteousness, and it's all you need, brother, sister. Cover yourself in my righteousness so that you are seen as holy before God. He looks down at you and sees the blood of Jesus all over you and says, that's my child. That's a son. And that is an heir to the throne. To sit with Jesus in the kingdom. That's what we have. And it's because of what he's done for us, not because of what we've done. So seek the good of the city. Plant gardens. Marry. But do it with a worshiping heart that is seeking for the gospel to be planted in the city. I want to partner with you guys in planting churches here and just planting the gospel here, changing the neighborhood, changing the culture of Popper Bluff. So laying the groundwork for revival here. It's a beautiful thing. That's what we're striving to do in Blue Springs. Right now, um, the Avenue Church meets, and it's kind of like right on the border of Independence and Kansas City. And we're planning a church about 12 miles east of that in Blue Springs. And Kayla and I have been blessed because I was raised here. I, I know the culture, the demographic of what Popper Bluff is. And Blue Springs um, is a kind of a mirror image of that just far away. And so God is like, I feel like my whole life God has been prepping me for this city. And um, we've been just overwhelmingly blessed with relationships and friendships and, and understanding what hospitality is from growing up down here, understanding what family is from growing up down here, understanding what community is, where the good, the good news and the bad news is you know everybody. Like, understanding that, like, that, is, that has prepared me and my family to do a gospel work in that city. And so what, what's happening there is we have about 20 adults and because we are a rabbit-making church, we have like 30 kids in those 20 adults. <laughs> and, and we've got a group that's meeting weekly, preparing to launch a church. We're going after people in our, in our neighborhoods, inviting them in, just welcoming them into our homes. Listen, you have to understand that this is something valuable that you're experiencing, and you cannot be afraid to invite people to this. This is a valuable thing, because like I said, like God has transformed your heart and he can transform other people. It's like the Holy Spirit is at work and moving here. And so that is a valuable thing to invite people to. Don't feel weird about inviting people to church. People need church. They need it. They need the gospel in their hearts. And Blue Springs is a, is a city. It's, it's about 55,000, 60,000 people. And it only has about 40, 40 churches in the whole city. There's not enough seats for the butts. And so we need to plant churches there. But you can plant churches here too. Don't ever hear the lie from the enemy that Papa Bluff doesn't need another church. Don't hear that lie. Don't hear the lie from the enemy that there's plenty of churches in southeast Missouri to go around. Don't hear the lie from the enemy because the gospel, until every single person out there is in here worshiping God, transformed by the Holy Spirit, we have work to do. We have work to do. 
We can plant churches. We can see the gospel transform our cities. And so what I'm asking if you're a believer in the room today is is to partner with us in prayer. And I will be partnering with you in prayer. And let's work together to see all of, not not just Missouri where we love. We love this city. We love this state. But let's see the entire world transform one neighborhood, one block at a time by the glory of God and the good of his gospel. Let's strive for that together. And if you're not a believer in the room today, let me tell you that what we're talking about is the most wonderful thing you could ever experience. Because if this entire city burns down, this family will exist worshiping God together because of what the gospel has done. And he is inviting you into his family. He's calling you into his family. You don't have to get yourself right, make yourself look pretty, work really hard at being a good person because you'll never be a good enough person, which sounds like scary bad news, but the good news of the gospel is God's like, I know, that's why I sent my son to save you. Praise God. Because we were all broken, busted up people, and God said, nope, I've got a job for you and a mission for you. And he has sovereignly placed us, saved us and placed us where we are today to do his work in our cities. So if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, um, the band's going to come and I'm going to pray. And then if, you're, if you are a believer, we're going to take communion together, recognizing that the bread is remembrance of his body broken on the cross and the juice is remembrance of his blood poured out for us. And all that is, if you don't believe in Jesus, is that we are so stinking thankful for what he did that it causes us to go to the table and worship him and celebrate. That's what we're doing. And so I pray in these moments that you would just sit in the goodness of Jesus and know that despite all your stuff, he loves you so much. And if you need to talk to one of your pastors, Jason, and, and Jason will be up front and you can talk to Tyler after the service. And uh, I'm just so thankful for, to be here with you guys today. My wife and I have just been blessed already by Westside. And um, my gosh, I'm so excited to be on a gospel mission with you all. Let's pray, and then my wife and I will be out in the lobby if you guys want to hang out and talk afterwards. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the goodness of your gospel, God, that that you transformed a, a wretched soul like me, one that was not deserving of your grace, not deserving of your mercy, and not deserving of your love, but you reached in, you grabbed my heart, my prideful, stinking, hard heart, and you ripped it open and made it a heart of flesh and filled it with your love. Thank you, God. And God, I pray for the people of this church, for the people of this city. God, I pray that that your gospel would not just stay within the walls, but would spread like a virus all over Southeast Missouri and that it would feel your love and, and you would transform the hearts. You are after the hearts of the people, God. Holy Spirit, move in incredible ways today. Search the hearts of man today. Let those that don't know you feel your love and never turn back. Transform. God, let your kingdom come. Your will be done. We praise you this morning and it's in your precious name.